Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Tired and Thriving, a podcast where we recognize just how tired and exhausted we all are while discussing ways to still thrive. Whether it's something big like taking that trip to Europe or something small like petting your pet, we're here to help each other thrive. I'm your host, Samantha Gray, and this week's guest is Violaine Bria. What? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Um, so a little intro, V is a literal inspiration. They work in the animation industry as a director, writer, and creator, uh, but has also been running a hit webcomic on the side called Rodney R. Rodney, as well as the host for the podcast Creative Block, where they interview various people in the animation industry in a way no one asks, but should. <laughs> Thank you for talking with me, V. <laughs> of course, I love interviewing people from like all different, like, shows and paths and careers. I think it's, that's the best way you can get a broad, like, spectrum and, like, see all of the different avenues you can end up in a creative career, so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm trying, I'm trying. You're doing it. I love it. Well, so one of the things, like, I said you're an inspiration uh, because on top of full-time work, because this is all side stuff, Mm. your webcomic and your podcast, Um, but full-time work when you direct and everything and you do all these creative projects, that's really hard for a full-time artist. Mm. Can you tell me about the difficulties you experience with that? Or maybe are you, is it more that you have fun with it? Like how's your take and feel about it? I think for both the webcomic and the podcast, it came out of a necessity for me in terms of like for the podcast specifically I've always thought (laughs) I was like storyboard artists we never get any spotlight (laughs) and I was just like why aren't we getting more you know just airtime or like even in art books like storyboards just people don't really love to look at storyboards because the drawings are not finished and that's also how I feel as a storyboard artist is I feel like I draw a ton but I never get to share my drawings because they're not finished so the webcomic kind of came out of that I was like I really want to have a project that's mine with like my sensibilities in terms of drawing writing and also put out something that I consider to be finished on the opposite of like the storyboards. I think for creative block, what's been really great. So the podcast is that I'm not on my own. So I have a team and that is so helpful because I feel like doing something on your own can be really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like something like Rodney, the webcomic, I got lucky that I found like some fans really early on like it wasn't a ton of people but I would get like consistently like maybe five people commenting on it and I felt that was enough like motivation but when I have in the past posted like some work or drawings and nobody really like interacted with it that's really hard to keep making stuff (laughs) and people are just like "Eh, pass (laughs) you know what I mean Mm So I, I guess that's what I would say. I don't know if I forgot to address any parts of the question. Maybe like what I struggle with. I think what I struggle with the most is making time. Um, but fortunately for a podcast, it's easier to find the time because it's like you, you know, when you have a team helping you with all the like time-consuming stuff, oh, right. all you have to do is like show up and like do it. 
yeah. and just like schedule people. Uh, for the webcomic, it's a little bit more like, it's like really, you really have to make the time. And, and there's moments when you really have to be like, okay, I'm not going to go out tonight because I really want to put out my page or like, or like it's been two weeks since I haven't posted anything. I'm very uh, inconsistent with the way I post my webcomic. So compared to like your typical webcomic artist who's like every Monday is a new page or like Monday, Wednesday, Saturday or, you know. Yeah. So, yeah. So considering those kind of difficulties or those things you're going through, how would you say that they help make you thrive? Is there more than just a creative component or like a creative fulfillment from it? Or uh, is there anything that it like pops in your brain or? (laughs) Uh, um, I feel like for, I think so for, I'm going to keep talking about both. I think both are interesting and and different in terms of like um, the process. But like for creative blog, I always am kind of like, ooh, I would love to have this guest on the podcast because there's this angle that I'm really excited to talk about. So if I'm talking to a supervisor, I'm like, I want to know more about leadership. Or like if I'm talking to webcomic artists, I'm like, I want to know what it's like making a comic on your own. And can we relate? Are there like experiences we can share? Like grounds where we can and also there's the component for me of like it's so great to take time and have a structured environment to get to know somebody because sometimes I like cold call cold email people and I'm like hey do you want to come on my podcast and I know you don't know me but I've had all these guests and I think it would be really cool to get to know each other but unlike a like drink and draw kind of situation. Like I get to ask questions like, where did you go to school? Like things that would be, I don't know, maybe like a little weird if you were just like meeting people yeah, in real yeah. life. Like, yeah, it's not like something that you can just come up to somebody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and just be like, so let me interview you. <laughs> exactly. It's like, you know, like you would never do that in real life. But then in the podcast, I'm like, well, this is how the podcast goes. So I'm going to ask you all these questions <laughs> and you don't have a any choice. <laughs> So that's really great because I really thrive on structure. I, ooh, a bombshell, but I I haven't really told anyone publicly, but I have been diagnosed with ASD, um, which basically uh, is like autism. And, And I do believe going through a lot of interviews in like a structured environment has been super great for me because I'm like oh I get to meet all these people I have prior rapport from the episode and then when I see them again I can be like oh hi remember I interviewed you and it's not weird or creepy that I know all of these things about you (laughs) like remember you told me you told me all of these things (laughs) I know where you went to school (laughs) like you confessed those to me I didn't have to look it up (laughs) so um that's been great I think for the web comic, so it's kind of like for the podcast, that's kind of what I would say. I'd say like, okay, like I'm just excited to meet people and I'm excited to talk about like different aspects of their careers. For the web comic, I have a general idea. I have a general theme and sometimes a strip will just come to my head and that is amazing and wonderful. And that, that happens almost never. Ah! <laughs> Uh, most of the time it's like, ooh, I know I need to hit this beat. I like, I know for pacing, I need like a strip to happen before I hit the next beat. And it's a lot more like little like math problems to solve. 
sometimes I do come up with like a fun, interesting scene and I'm like, oh, I can't wait to draw this. But then it's like, I have like friggin' 10 chapters to draw before I can get to that moment. I actually, that's kind of how I came up with the end of the webcomic. I was like, the scene played out in my head. And I was like, ooh, this is so juicy and good. But now I have like 10 chapters to draw before I get there. <laughs> oh my God. As a fellow creator, I feel that. Yes. I was like, yeah. yeah, you're like, I want everybody yes. to see what I came up with, but yeah. I'm not there. I have to do all the work before that. <laughs> exactly. And it's tough because you're like, ooh, I know exactly what I want to do. But you have so much to set up for things to hit correctly. Because yeah. if you don't set it up nicely and you just draw the scene, then people are going to be, well, this is super dramatic, but I, I don't care about these characters. Or, or yeah. like, why are they acting this way? Or like, I don't really understand why this is, you know? And so that's, or like, oh, this is escalated too quickly. And now my suspension of disbelief is over. So like... Yeah. Yeah, you need that build-up in a story. Yeah. That's such a beautiful way to put it. <laughs> it's, it's true. Pacing is really hard. Like, sometimes I know I need to write a chapter for pacing, and I'm like, oh, no. Like, because I don't want it to be a filler. Yeah. I don't want it to just be like, oh, people hanging out and talking because time needs to go by. Mm-hmm. So you still need to inject some plot into it but you know you need something to happen before you get to the next like bigger beat or else yeah. it would just be too fast it's like a way to get people to know the characters more yeah like you said before you hit the heavy part and then mm-hmm. you don't want to get to it too soon because they won't care so yeah. but you mm-hmm. have to figure out what those situations are going to be yes exactly and it has to have a little bit of conflict because y'all i mean i'm the kind of creator who likes shows that are very tense and dramatic and very anxiety inducing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul. Uh, oh what's that other show that I really love on Apple TV? Um, oh, Ted Lasso is super. <laughs> not this one. I appreciate Ted Lasso. I know that is not a high stakes show. No, exactly. <laughs> Severance is the show. Sever- I oh. love Severance. It's very high stakes and very anxiety inducing. I love Mr. Robot. So that's my goal. I strive to write in a way that approach anywhere close to these shows. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. As you said you're thinking you already have like the ending for this webcomic yeah uh do you have are you planning on continuing with another webcomic or i want to do another webcomic and i am in this like really (laughs) silly spot of like i got really attached to a new idea and i'm like i have to stop i have to put this new idea in a little box and you know, it's like your new favorite toy. It's like, ooh, I want to play with this new toy all the time. And it's like, no, you have to finish playing with the old one and finish it first. Give it the storyline to end it. Yes, exactly. I was, I am kind of in that spot where I'm very, very scared that people won't like my new characters as much because I'm like, people are very attached to Rodney. They love the characters and... When you have characters that your fans love, you it's scary to let them go because you're like, well, are they going to follow me with 
new cre- characters I create? Like, are they go- going to follow me on this other new journey and storyline? What if they get bored? And what if they miss the other characters? So I'm I'm trying to do this crazy thing where I, where I like start drawing and kind of like teasing the new webcomic. Yeah. <laughs> so so when Rodney's over, they're excited to hang out with the new characters. So that's kind of where my head's at right now. Would it be that it is, wouldn't be in the same universe? It's just no. that you're just kind of yeah drawing it and kind of showing it. Yeah. To guide. Yeah, I was considering for a while um, doing a spinoff with the teenagers from Rodney, Travis and Jesse. People were really, like, they were, they were, like, fan favorites. But the more I thought about it, all I could come up with was, like, some sort of a romance storyline. And I was like... Oh, my God, between Travis and Jesse. <laughs> I know. So, okay, spoiler alert. Um, I, I, I can talk about it because I kind of gave up on this idea because I was like I love romance but I don't feel like drawing a webcomic that hinges only on romance I actually like drawing webcomics where there is no romance or very little of it because then people can write fan fiction (laughs) but if you do a romance people don't really write the fan fiction because the romance already in there yeah, it's like that need's already fulfilled. So then yeah. they're like, why do I need to fulfill that anymore? I think so. I mean, I could be wrong because the Fifty Shade Lady wrote fan fiction of Twilight. That's, and that's a romance, so I don't know. Yeah. But I don't know. I, that's kind of where my head's at right now. But anyway, like if, it, if I did do the spinoff, it would be this thing where like Jesse would get like really attached to Travis and Travis is like, you know, he's got something going on with his brain. Uh, he doesn't really, like, care emotionally for people. So it would be kind of this, like, very kind of toxic relationship. Um, Which is crazy because from what you've drawn, uh, since I'm such a fan, <laughs> um, it looks like Jesse is the most, is the most, I guess, relationship he yes. has with anybody else. Mm-hmm. I haven't really done it in the comic. Uh, I don't really do flashbacks in Rodney, so I don't think there will be a flashback. Uh, people who commented were like, how did they get to be friends? And I, it would be really fun. Maybe I will do a bonus like comic on that or something. But I think Jesse, like Jesse is this kind of teenager. <laughs> I say that with a lot of love because I love teenagers like this. <laughs> Um, he's kind of an e-boy, so he's kind of like, he's like, uh, like, a little narcissistic. He loves about, like, he's like, oh my god, it looks so pretty, uh. But, um, when you're a boy and you're kind of like that, you don't really get a ton of friends because all of the other boys are kind of like, what the fuck, like, you know, like, what are you, like, what are you trying to be? Like, uh, are you a, a lady? I guess, I don't know, maybe it's different now, but I feel like when I was growing up, it was just kind of like... You know, like, you're not popular for trying to appeal to girls. Yeah. You're, like, you know, if you try, like, there's almost zero boys that try to look like NSYNC or, like, you know. Oh, yeah. You know, it's like, if you're that kind of a guy, like, like no one tried to be Justin Bieber, you know? Oh, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Unless they were really desperate or they were gay. <laughs> Yeah, and so Jesse's kind of like, I mean, Jesse is not confirmed in the comic, but Jesse's bi, probably 
gonna be like very gay eventually more gay than bi at some point in his life but he's like yeah i think he's just so he's just kind of in this headspace of like oh i don't like not very comfortable in his own skin and i think he's at the moment in in the comic in rodney he's at the moment when he's starting to find his group like you know he's like oh i'm gonna go to charlie's and to listen do this essay on like the what did I write? The controversial state of gender in life or something like that? I'm like, <laughs> it's so funny to me that he's like, finally, I get to hang out with other intellectuals and they get me. And oh my like, God. But the only person he managed to hang out with until that time was Travis. And Travis is just like a huge dirk. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the... Um the trouble he got Jesse in in school. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just like that thing where and and Travis doesn't really have a lot of friends. It's both of these dudes don't really have a lot of friends. They're both inadequate and in and because they're both outcasts, that's kinda how they ended up being friends. Yeah, it for sure. It's kind of Which is like pretty common, I think. Yeah. 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 It's like you don't really choose your friends and like and then I think Jesse He's kind of a square, you know, he doesn't really, he's kind of a little bit of a wimp. He doesn't really get out of his, like, shell. So, like, somebody like Travis is a good excuse for him to, like, explore the world a little bit. Yeah, Um, yeah. It's like pushes his boundaries for sure. Yeah, exactly. And Mm -hmm. he gets, he gets to be in this kind of, like, interesting spot where he's like, I get to criticize my friend um, without, but he takes he makes choices for me. So I get to live through his choices without taking any of the responsibility. Yeah. So it's still kind of like a safe oh yeah, spot for him. You know what I mean? Like, like he's never going to be like, because then he can always be like, well, it's not my fault, it's Travis's exactly. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then he still gets to experience life through that lens, which I think is kind of interesting. It's like, it... <laughs> From what you're saying, and on paper, I feel like it sounds kind of sweet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It does sound like the start of a romance. <laughs> yeah, because for him, that's kind of why I was like, ooh, I could see that. And then and then I could see, well, you don't, like, because after, a, I can't say too much about what, how yeah, the comic's actually going to end. Mm-hmm. But there would be grounds for Jesse to become very protective of Travis. Um Ooh. Yes. <laughs> but Travis is just like, he's just like, but Travis is just kind of a um, freeloader. So then he's like, oh, because Je- Jesse's a little bit more well off economically than Travis. Travis comes kind of from like a like lower middle class, um, yeah. lower class type of like economical situation. And I think Jesse is kind of more like, like middle and like upper middle class. So <laughs> Travis ends up being kind of like, you're gonna crash at your place <laughs> and like shit like that and just just kind of like okay i guess which um, is great because i feel like he set that up really well visually mm-hmm. um which it's like you can see that travis is alone a lot that mm-hmm. he you know it, it's that thing where his parents are probably working all the time mm-hmm. and so he has to take care of himself mm-hmm. um so i really love how you did that like portrayed that in the webcomic thank you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kiddos, kiddos. Eep, eep, squeezing in here. Um, I had to cut a part of the episode because at this point, 
there was loud construction coming from a neighboring unit and it completely threw us off guard and it's very distracting in the audio. Uh, but don't worry, you're not missing much aside from these epic pokey story where they had to fight dragons and go on different side quests just to get them. <laughs> just kidding. Or am I? Anyway, back to the episode. <laughs> So, uh, sorry, everybody, you don't get to hear the pokey story. (laughs) Um, But as like, I guess that's a good transition. (laughs) So we just finished talking about the webcomic and the potentials that it has, which I think um, your fans would like if you are able to do that secondary storyline, I think would be really fun. Mm -hmm. Um, But... I do want to know, getting back to what this podcast, uh, like topics that this podcast likes to discuss, on a smaller scale, is there anything in this past week that helped you thrive that you care to discuss? Let's see. In this week that helped me thrive. Um. Well... Before this week, it's funny because you said, like, the big trip to Europe in the intro. I just came back from a big trip to Europe, but, like, <laughs> before last week. Um, but that was really great because I think I can just talk about that more. But, like, it was a great way for me to just not look at my phone, to just be like, all right, like, I'm still alive even though I'm not on social media. I'm not really answering text or calls or emails um I still had to do a little bit of that even though I was in Europe and like even hiking and all that and I just didn't really have like a good access to the internet but um I think that was just it's always nice to take a break because before I took that break I I had like a panic attack that I don't really know what it was related to I think it was just like a lot of uncertainty in my life with not only obviously the strike that's going on for like the writers and the actors that's impacting animation but also and just you know like our careers what's gonna happen to us it's crazy um you know everybody's kind of like feeling that right now and being really anxious but i'm kind of like in that space of like well I'm always busy because I have the webcomic and the podcast on top of my day job. So even if I don't have a day job, I'm busy. So I'm always just kind of like thinking about a million things. Uh, And I think being in Europe has helped me be like, okay, it's okay to like take a break. And I didn't look at my blood pressure or anything, but I'm guessing I it kind of like was doing a little bit better because I was just like thinking about less things, made my mind a little bit more... Uh, empty (laughs) (laughs) yeah which is so important yeah that's what I would say I think like taking a break is great and like going to the gym I always go to a gym because I think it really helps me like get that runner's high and be like I have a body I'm not just a brain and some hands (laughs) I can also run and like do all these things and like I don't know it's so funny because I feel that uh, doctors are always saying, yeah. you know, medical is always saying like, oh yeah, you need to work out more consistently and everything. And then your body gets so used to being sedentary or, you know, mm-hmm. like when you start working out. Cause I actually just 
stopped doing like I was doing yoga from March up until like the beginning of August mm-hmm. and then suddenly I just stopped for a month like mm-hmm. I did not do any yoga all of August and then suddenly I jumped back into it now it's September and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, why is my body struggling after just one month? <laughs> it's so like, hard, dude. Like, taking a break, it's always hard. And what I have to remember, because I've taken breaks from, like, uh, working out, like, multiple times, I, I always have to tell myself, it's ta- it will take two weeks. Two weeks, and then you'll be back and mm-hmm. good. But, like, knowing that it's just going to take two weeks helps a lot. Because sometimes it's, like, when you have, like, a big like a long break and then you start again and you're like I'm never gonna be able to do it ever again it's like <laughs> no no you will yes you can't do it exactly and yeah and it's just so crazy because then your body gets used to it mm-hmm. and then it's like the best you've ever felt yes and you're like why can't you just do that whenever I want to get back into it yeah exactly <laughs> it's so funny and it's true and that's what I've noticed you with drawing it was so hard to get back into drawing I was like oh, oh. I was like procrastinating like crazy <laughs> and I was like what is happening to me <laughs> I just hadn't drawn for like over a month and a half so yeah and I find it it's also interesting to bring up a good point is that as artists I do feel that you know and it, obviously it's not everyone because there mm. are artists who can draw like every day at all times whether it's their personal project or professional but I know for me it's really hard for me to draw all day and then be like okay now I'm gonna draw again at night Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. so being able to keep that up and it's good to hear I think more people need to hear that you know as artists we're not just drawing all the time we're not like a factory of like yes we can just draw on a whim (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. it's not just like yeah you're not a printer it's not just like press the button and like your drawing comes (laughs) out you know it's like (laughs) You have to kind of like get into that groove and it is, I can be a drawing to working out all the time because I mm-hmm. think it's very similar because in both cases, like muscles are involved. So there is muscle memory and there is also like, you need to get into that flow. Like when I run, I let, I love to run because I, I get runners high after like 15 minutes. It's one of the reasons also why I work out because I was like, struggling with depression for a very long time so like Mm -hmm. running is a great way to like get a little extra free natural dopamine (laughs) (laughs) and natural natural (laughs) (laughs) but drawing is the same like in order you kind of need to work until like 15 20 minutes to kind of get that like to be in the zone and feel really excited about what you're doing you know definitely um yeah and just going back to working out um Oh, shoot. I lost it. <laughs> I lost my train of thought. The natural dopamine. Oh, no. The natural dopamine isn't working. Um, oh, I guess, like, going back to August, um, like, it's so weird how I wasn't motivated to essentially work out. Yeah. And then I was like, why am I depressed? <laughs> yes. Yes. And I felt like I was making old mistakes that I was like, why am I doing this? Yeah. And you're like... Dude, it's so hard. I'm so lucky because my partner um, wakes up really early. And so I literally go in the car with him. He drives, he drops me off um, to the gym on the way to work for him. 
So it's great. I don't have an escape plan. I can't tell my body, no, don't work out because I am going in the car with them and then I am at the gym. And that takes out a lot of the brain trying to be like, no, stay in bed. Don't work out. You're comfy here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like sheets have a way of yes. keeping you sucked in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, or like Instagram. Like, ooh, I just want to watch more cats. Oh my gosh, yeah. I mean, talk about a not natural dose of dopamine yeah. that like <laughs> keeps you fixated. <laughs> Some pixels are moving on the screen and I feel great. <laughs> I see my favorite animals on here. <laughs> They're doing funny things. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> Dude, it's so true. Yeah. Ugh, so fascinating. Ooh. Okay, so speaking of animals real fast, uh-huh. I, I think I want to start asking people, like, do you have an interesting animal fact that you, like, get excited about? <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. I don't know if I know one. I know. This is like off the fly too. I mean, like, put you on the spot. (laughs) I love animals though. I used to, it's not really an interesting animal fact. I guess it's an interesting millennial fact. But (laughs) when I was like a child, I was obsessed with animals. And my dad, I asked my dad if I could subscribe to these like, it was like mail-in um, animal sheets, and each sheet was a different animal, and you could just be subscribed to this. And there were so many animals, like they would never run out of sheets to send to you. And that's how I discovered flying squirrels. <laughs> and I was like, through these like you know sheets that you get through that subscription, and I was like, wow, that's my favorite animal. Oh my god! <laughs> and when I went to elementary school, like they had us like do like exposés about any kind of topics that we wanted to do and so I picked the flying squirrel and everybody was like that's not real you made it up it's not a real animal like come back down to earth that's crazy (laughs) isn't that so funny and now like people just kind of pull up their phones and just like I'm sure like now every kid has seen a video of like a tamed flying squirrel yeah yeah but at the time it was just like no like because internet didn't exist Exactly. Wow, kids are so lucky. Yeah. <laughs> they can just pull up facts. I know, right? They can just Google flying squirrel and see, okay, well, that does exist. And there's multiple species. Did you ever just like bring your sheet of paper? You're like, look, no, it's real. <laughs> I didn't, but I should have. I don't know why I didn't bring it. I don't know. I was just like. Kid brains just. I know. Sometimes. Yeah, it's just not working. It's just because when you're home, like you forget about the drama. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're just. I also feel like it's half like this thing where kids' brains are so smart, but Mm. then they still are learning things. Yes. So it's always that weird, like, in-between, in a sense, where you're like, they are so smart about some things, but they still need to learn a lot of things. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, and and I think you're like, you forget so much because you're like, your brain is constantly trying to figure out which is the information you really need to retain, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, it was like... I need you to know that it's real, but I need you to also not prove it to anybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think in my head, I was literally like, I mean, to be fair, as a child, I was very not in tune socially with people. Like mm. I would had like a Barbie backpack and I was so proud of it I when I was like in first grade. And people were like, wow, you're so lucky. It's so pretty, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, haha. I felt like I was on top of the world. And then in... Like, fourth or fifth grade, people, like, the girls were like, ugh, 
you have a Barbie backpack, uh, lame. And I was like, it's literally the same Barbie backpack that you all loved <laughs> when we all were in first grade. And I was like, in my head, it did not make any sense. And yeah. then I had to like learn that people change. Oh my god! Yeah, I had to learn. I remember that. I was like, I, I just didn't get it. I was like, but it, you guys loved it. <laughs> you guys loved it. <laughs> Why am I not cool forever? <laughs> oh yeah 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 for sure you know yeah <laughs> that's such a it's a learning lesson yeah i don't know i think i feel like in like so many things like that they were like why are you still doing this thing like only little kids do that and i was like oh okay i guess and i just move on and then i was just like yeah i, I don't know I, I never took any of these things like super personally i was Which just like is great yeah yeah but jokes on them because now everybody's like well we should have just stayed kids forever <laughs> <laughs> I wonder, I wonder how many people feel that way. I wonder how many people in life feel like they should have stayed kids forever. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes I'm like, I wonder if people are just like, no, I love being an adult and going to work. It's half and half. Yeah. Because there's definitely, I've been seeing a lot, there's this movement where um, a bunch of people are like, well, I'm going to go back to all the things I liked when I was 13 because, you know, they felt that they had to give it up. Uh And now that we're older, they're like, okay, it's okay to obsess about that thing that I was 13 that I was told to give up. And now I can go back to it. That's so interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's so funny. That's so interesting. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people are just like, I don't know. Because there's like a certain status that comes with like, being an adult and having kids and a mm-hmm. car and a house and the dog and the white picket fence and the, all of these things and then you like have put together the perfect picture of what an adult should be yeah and i don't know i've never really understood that uh i was just like hmm interesting yeah <laughs> it's, yeah. it's still an image that i feel that it's like society, right? <laughs> it's always like, yeah. society has really brainwashed us into thinking that this is normal. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, it's funny because I'm just always like, I've always seen these kind of things that people are doing. Like, um, shoot, I forget how you say in English when, like, you play uh, mommy and daddy. Uh, Role play? Or... No, you know, like, you you have the baby. It's like when you're, there's like a, a, a doll, a baby doll. Yeah. And then... You pick a girl and a guy, and then you play. Oh, yeah, you play house. You play house. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah, in French, you could say you play mommy and daddy. <laughs> but in English, it's you play house. And I never understood that, even now. I'm like, this is the most boring shit. <laughs> I was like, why? You're going to be doing this at some point in your life. Why are you playing it right now? Like, you can be doing so many different other things. <laughs> okay, as somebody who played that game, yeah, and now I'm like, oh, and I love Sims, and I even feel like with Stardew Valley, there's something about it's still like an escape in an escape. <laughs> that <laughs> makes a little bit of sense because for me, I've never understood The Sims either. I've never played The Sims. I understand people love it, but I'm also like, I'm like, why would I want to <laughs> play real life inside a game? Like, that's like. <laughs> Although, like, okay, but now there's the aspect of you can be God, I think. is. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is. It's like, okay, this is, you get to play your ideal little world. And in a way, I guess it is good, especially if you play a house, because then you can, like, simulate drama or whatever. If it's like, (laughs) no, 
don't give the baby the milk. I decided it's time to change the diapers or whatever. And then you can fight over that, like, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but for me, I was just like, no, I would rather be a flying squirrel. And I love that, though. Yes. I was I was an animal for so long. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I was an animal. Like, literally an animal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I had to stop being an animal when I was, like, 12. <laughs> Like, why? Why? Yeah, people are like, you're just weird. We don't want to hang out with you. Uh, like, no, I was lucky. I had, like, a group of friends. That was great. Because it's, like, they were all kind of weird with, like, me. Like, I had, like, another super weirdo friend. And the mm. other two were, like, we're going to humor you, too. Because oh it's, gosh. like, happening. <laughs> but I think the two of them, like, the two, like, normal ones, they were just, like, oh, my God. When can we just be normal? <laughs> Uh, well, I do relate on the whole, like, finding your group, though. Yeah. Of people who... And it's it's crazy because we experience it in life, the whole change aspect mm-hmm. of, yes, that may be who you're good with then, and it's, like, great that you all found each other. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times when people grow up, they either change mm-hmm. and end up going, like, a different way. Mm-hmm. And it's just nice to reflect back on that moment and be like, that was really nice that we had... But yeah. sadly, we're just, like, not, you know, growing in the same way anymore. Yeah, it is kind of... I, I admire people who can keep, like, their childhood friends for a long time. Like, like a long into their life. Because I think it's, like, so healthy if you have relationships with people that are, like, doing something completely different uh, to your current career. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's the trap that I tend to fall into. Is, like, I only hang out with people that are, like, also in animation. Yeah. Which I love and I think is super great. But it's also a thing where sometimes I feel like my world is, like, shrinking and all I think about is animation, <laughs> writing, creating. And I forget that there's, like, regular people out there with normal jobs. <laughs> like not everybody like cares about the same things that we care about you know what I mean like so I think it's nice to like that's why my partner does not work in entertainment I was like I need to to be with someone who's like like a normal person (laughs) yeah but I feel that with animation because that was actually how I got into the industry was um because I was gonna do more illustration Mm. and it's really crazy how in art the whatever um like path i guess because you know there's like graphic design Mm -hmm. there's um motion graphics whenever i hung out with different people which is crazy that i went like four years hanging out with all of these people um or all of these friend groups and being like okay yeah like we get along it's great Mm -hmm. and everything and then as soon as I got into my first animation class, I was like, oh, oh, these are the people mm-hmm. that like I'm meant to be with because mm-hmm. we were all just that same kind of like little weird. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I just got lucky in my life that I'm like, I'm like a weirdo magnet, I guess, because I always found the weirdos and everywhere I went. So I feel like I've always found like some weirdo friends. It's good though. It's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, the, the little like neurodivergence. You know yes. what I mean? It's like, yeah. Like we all collect each other. <laughs> no, for real. It's that thing where you're like, you're weird too. You spend like 12 hours on the internet every day. Okay, I mean, you obsess about the same thing that I obsess about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. You also played Zelda 10 times. <laughs> like, yeah. 
Oh my gosh, so fun. Yeah, that's so true. It's so funny. <laughs> it is. It is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, community is so important, which I think yeah. is also something that really helps like all of us thrive as a whole. Mm-hmm. Is just the friendships we have. It's um, like. Oh man, I just it, it sucks when I want to talk and then I'm I'm more reminiscing because I'm like now stuck in my thoughts and my imagination being like yes my friends my community. <laughs> I feel like that happens though, and it's I don't know. It's always nice to bring back memories and like you know take people on memory lane because I feel like I mean my philosophy is always like all right like paint a picture for your uh for the person you're having the conversation with because you want to share a little bit of like a world or like a moment or like it's almost sometimes like that's when I'm, I feel like grandiose I'm like it's almost like literature where you're like you paint like a moment in time with the people and environment and like it's a little how'd you call how'd you call it like a not a snow globe but you know what I mean like it's a little encased cap- memory capsule Ooh, yeah and when you describe a memory like that even though it's part of your life and something that you lived it's something that won't happen again i don't know i think there's something really sweet about that which i think is why it's so important that we're storytellers and we're so such visual people yeah Mm -hmm. because in a sense we can move people and bring out those emotions Mm -hmm. um just you talking about kind of like the poetry of imagery Mm -hmm. um the example i always think of which always like stunned me which is funny because i watched this movie in high school and i wasn't like, I was just like, oh, everybody watched this. And, you know, my brain wasn't as developed yet. Um, <laughs> but I watched Ghost in the Shell, like, back in 2019. Oh, yeah. So it was like, I watched it in high school, and then I watched it again as, like, way older. Mm. And to see those drawings, to see how they set up the ambiance, mm. I was like, this is poetry <laughs> i need to watch it again i feel like when i watched it i was in high school and i was like i don't get it <laughs> yeah, yeah i was just like oh this is cool like the visuals are amazing but then i didn't get it yeah yeah <laughs> i was just kind of like it, i was just kind of like nothing's happening and then at some point they're like fighting and i'm like ooh. but i was like also honestly like for me it's only very recent for me that i understand to like a deeper level like interpersonal relationships and for me any kind mm. of like content that was about like some kind of a mm, like coup or plot or politics or anything kind of like corporate or anything like when I was like 15, 16 I was like don't get it <laughs> <laughs> i mean i understand there's a bad guy but yeah you know, yeah yeah you it, but then you really don't understand who because they never really reveal who the bad guy is yeah and so and so for me i was just like i don't understand what's going yeah, on yeah, yeah. Mm. uh so yeah ghost in the shell ghost in the great. shell yeah i need to watch it again and then i will be like whoa this masterpiece yeah i'm here for you <laughs> you're ready to watch it and we'll be like because then we're like Ooh, like whoa the bad guy was like somewhere else and yeah you're just uh it's crazy oh my god i can't wait the likeness of the shots and then, of course, I always just, like, laugh at boobies. <laughs> I, I always find it interesting that anime goes from, like, 
it could be really goofy and it could be really serious, but something that's consistent is boobies. <laughs> they love the boobs. They love the bobas. It's like those bobas. Yeah. You know? It's like gotta, you know, if I can't have them in real life, I'm gonna make them jiggle real nice. <laughs> make them jiggle real good. Yeah. Uh, well, to, to move this along, <laughs> um, I've been loving this. Um, this but is the peak of the episode. The peak it, of the episode. Uh, we, just, we just peaked and now we got to yeah. calm down. Yeah, yeah. It's all downhill from here. <laughs> um, so here's a segment I want to uh, introduce, which is, um, as my friends know, I am very spiritual. I love doing tarot. Um, so I wanted to incorporate that into this podcast and, um, today I'm using the, uh, how would you pronounce this? The Marseille? Marseille? Marseille Mm -hmm. style tarot deck by A.G. Muller and C, I think. It's like C-I-E. Oh, I think that means just a company. Oh, okay. A.G. Muller company, I think. Switzerland. Let's see. Um, but, uh, so the deal with this is, um, V and I are going to pull out a card or, uh, if V wants to pull out a card, um, and then we're just going to reflect on it, see like what imagery it gives us, um, maybe have a situation in our life that we have experienced with it and kind of just like discuss ways that we would get through it. Or, you know, if it's a good card, then we're just like, awesome. <laughs> we just talked about the good things that come from it. It's going to get deep. Um, so I'm going to shuffle. Mm. And you tell me when to stop. Mm. can stop now. Now? Yes. Okay. Ooh. And then if you want to, like, pick a card. Mm-hmm. I want to like this one. Um, uh. Should I like flip it? Uh, yes. <gasps> Ooh. Oh, that's eight. a good one. Hell yeah. So eight. We, uh, it's, it's a nine. nine. Nine of cups. Nine of cups. Ooh. Wow. Do you feel like that relates to anything right now? I feel so. Um, nine of cups is right. So it's right before the ten to ten is the one I remember in the because I've I've I dabble a little bit in tarot but mostly with um right away because that one is the one that is. It's got all the pictures and illustrations, and it helps me read it a lot. Mm-hmm. So I know that the ten is the one with the family and the rainbow, and everybody's so happy. Yeah, the nine I'm not as familiar with. So yeah, I know it's like cups are usually kind of like more like social, I guess. Kind of like I'd yeah. say like love and like where would you say the nine for me usually is like. You, because 10, I feel like, is usually a family. Yeah. And then nine's, like, solo, being like, I made my house. I'm reaping mm. my rewards of, like, you know. Oh, nice. Yeah, I do feel like, I do feel like ever since we moved in that new place with Justin, that's been so nice. Like, like, so Justin's my partner. He's amazing. Uh, we have, like, a, we've been together for how long? Uh, we're going on six years, I think. Hmm. Uh, and <laughs> I'm 
I'm gonna out him publicly. Oh no, I don't. I don't know who's <laughs> gonna like uh, listen to this, but he was like, he was like, oh, what do you want for your ring? And I was like, what do you mean? It's like you want a big rock. I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, how many carrot do you want? I, what? He's like, you. Uh, I don't know how many carrots you could get, but like, then he was showing me these rings with these huge ass diamonds on them, and I was like, are you crazy? I'm never gonna wear oh like a gosh. big. Di-. He's like, but then how am I supposed to buy you an expensive ring? Aww. <laughs> it's so funny, and I was like, no, people are gonna steal it. <laughs> it's very cute though. It just shows yeah. how much he cares about you. you know? I know it's so sweet. I was so happy, and I was like, oh, I'm like, he's thinking about it. I'm like, so sweet. I don't know. We were like in this new apartment, which is really nice. We had like lived together in an apartment in downtown, which is also really nice, but it was very um, kind of like the environment was a little bit like more difficult. We were like a little bit more like out of the way. So now I feel like Mm -hmm. we've really found the place that we love. And I think that's been really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I think for home, that's what I would say about home. I would say like, and like, I feel like my projects are going really well. I'm really happy with what, where Rodney's is going. I'm happy with like, I have like a lot of different development, like projects in development. So I don't know. It's just really nice. I feel like. It's nice because then it just shows, yeah, you have all your cups lined up and that mm-hmm. you're just thriving right now. So yeah. that's great. <laughs> yeah. And I have all my friends here and everybody's really nice. Goodness. <laughs> We're working together, and it's really nice. (laughs) I know. It's great. Good things. It's good things. So I really hope everybody out there also has good things coming up, that you get everything you want, and that you are thriving this week, or whenever you hear this. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think it's also, like, a lot of the, like, I don't know, what was I thinking about recently? About, like, just, like, I've been like listening to a lot of like healthy gamer it's like a youtube channel and it's like dr k is like those like a psychiatrist and he t- breaks down a lot of like mental like um like issues how to deal with them and all of that and like he was saying in a video like oh our brain is kind of like wired to kind of like look at only like the negative things and like focus on that mm. but i feel like when you take the time to like really be grateful and look at all the good things that you have like life feels a lot more like stable and nice so i feel like i've i don't know i've been more able to do that over like this year than the previous years i feel like oh that's yeah. really sweet yeah, yeah it's really nice to be like i don't know you're like ooh, like i'm so lucky that i have friends that i love and i like this is going well with my family and like it's going well with my partner here and like my work and i'm so happy doing all of these things even if sometimes it's it's like stressful and you still have panic attacks yeah you can still be grateful (laughs) (laughs) even if there's a strike yeah um I felt that I really had, I feel the same too. Yeah. It's that weird thing because it's exactly what this is, tired and thriving. Like Mm -hmm. we're all exhausted. We're all feeling that stress and yeah, the panic attacks and everything. But there's still things to be grateful about. There's still things that you can look at your life and just say, hey, that's been going really well for me. And I'm so thankful to still have this aspect in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I just, uh, and I kind of had that moment of like, the world is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> like, took a solo road trip and uh, just going up the coast up to Seattle, 
which was the first time I did that. Um, I just like never knew what was outside of Cal. Not that I didn't know what was outside of California, but um, it was it was just a first for me to really go up the coast and be like, oh, this is here. Mm, mm. Like I don't have to fly a plane out to Japan or mm. to Europe. Like this is there's beauty here. Yeah, and uh, it's really nice. Yeah. So going on a little trip, taking a little hike. It's so nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for real. It like, yeah, like going out, like taking the time to go out and just like enjoy some like, you know, some scenery and downtime. It's like, if it's possible. It's mm-hmm. possible. Yeah, it's yeah like, if it's possible for, uh, for you, just do it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much, V, for being here and talking with me. Um, is there anything you want to promote about yourself, your website, somewhere for people to see you? Tell us where you can find your webcomic and your podcast. Ooh, thank you. Um, you can um, listen and watch uh, Creative Block on YouTube and Spotify. So um, I think think now if you put in creative block you might find us real fast we have these little avatar pictures that are like green and white so like you know like it's like a green background and a white little character uh, or like so i think that's what it is for creative block for rodney you can uh, read it on webtoons you just type in rodney r rodney that's the name of the main character and the name of the web comic it's also on Instagram. Um, and this coming month of October, I will probably table at multiple events. I might, it's not, I don't have the paper like signed and completed yet, but there's a high chance I might be at this like cocktail and comics events in LA. It might be a lot of fun. You can get drinks and also buy comics. I might table at a game re- um, game real- realms uh, on October twenty first, and then I will be paneling at Lightbox Expo on the twenty eighth about on the panel about comics and web comics. So that's going to be a ton of fun. So if you are at either of these events, make sure to come and say hi, and um, you should just check them out anyway. It's always fun to like grab some comics with some awesome other artists uh i think that's oh my god support me on kofi no i'm joking <laughs> no you should because you, you can buy her comics on there you can yeah. buy uh because she's not only done rodney she's also self-published other comics. yeah i have um yeah and i do a bunch of merch and stickers i have a little like sticker club you can buy prints uh yeah you can like check out my shop if you want yeah do it Uh, Well, okay. Sadly, we are at the end. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this podcast, please follow or subscribe on whichever platform you're listening to. You can also follow Tired and Thriving on Instagram at Tired and Thriving, all one word. Uh, You can email if you want to reach out, give feedback, or let me know maybe how uh, how you've been uniquely thriving. Thank you again, and I hope you all have a thriving week. See you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.